0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and com. It's Friday, December the 15th, 2017. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning.
0: Hey, good morning, Craig. Uh, Pretty good week so far. I'm looking forward to chatting about it.
1: Oh, you know, and, and Eric, before we get started, I got a question for you. It's almost Christmas time. You got your Christmas shopping done?
0: I'm uh, pretty far advanced there, Craig. Uh, I'm down in Scottsdale as we speak, and I did a little shopping up in Toronto, a little shopping down here, so I'm getting pretty close. All right,
1: good. Well, anything you have left to do, just remember that all of the rest of the gifts you need to buy could probably be found in the 2017 Sprott Money Holiday Catalog. You can find it online at SprottMoney.com. You like that one? That was kind of a, that's almost like a professional segue, wasn't it?
0: That was a hell of a lead-in you had there, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And I I also like giving away coins, too, but I think they're very well received by people.
1: Yeah, they are. That's always fun, too, and and, and ask people. Have them look at it and say, oh, good, what's this worth? And then you get to explain to them and maybe educate them a little bit at the same time. Absolutely. All right, my friend, it has been an interesting week. Uh, I posed a question at my site that if it was utterly predictable... That prices would fall into the December FOMC just as it did in 15 and 16. Why was it not utterly predictable that now we would rally just as we did in 16 and 17? And that's exactly what seems to be under the way underway. Do you agree with that?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting and, and sort of sickening in a way too that uh, uh, the commercial banks uh, who were shorting uh, gold and silver can use these um, Fed meetings as an excuse to knock gold down so all the presses are all oh, golds down because the fed's going to raise rates and th- that's their cover right that's their cover for their essentially uh illegal kind of trading activity where yet again uh the shorts have knocked the price down the minute the fed raises the rate up she goes and uh we can see it in the the data that comes out on the commitment of traders exactly what's gone on here so uh, are we surprised i'm sure you know we wouldn't have been surprised uh, just having seen the commitment of traders data last friday that oh my god what a massive turnaround that happened in as little as 2 weeks here and of course we got another week's going to be reported uh, uh, this afternoon as of tuesday of this week and it probably will show that uh, there's been a lot of covering going on in the um, in on the chicago board so i mean it's just cover Uh, For the commercial banks, oh, yeah, gold's going to go down because the the minute it it goes up, as you've predicted many times, uh, up she goes again. And and now we're on a bit of a roll.
1: No, you're right. And uh, we also got to extremely oversold levels in price. All these different things seem to line up for us. And so now here we go. Uh, Into the new year, we've got uh, tax loss selling that's probably about done in the shares. Uh, Are you as, I guess we'll just leave it there, are you about as bullish as I am at this point, at least in the short term?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting, when you look at the uh, Commitment of Traders report, and uh, the changes last week were stunning, where I think they had almost a 25% reduction in the commercial short position one week. Uh, And I think in the case of silver, almost to a a record low um, long position by the the, uh, hedge funds and we got one more week to report which is the weekend of this tuesday and of course everything was collapsing in gold and silver so undoubtedly those positions have have become even more extreme uh and and which are in indicative of a bottom that's typically what happens here it's on, it's awful to say that the price of gold and silver is a function of what the commercial banks want to do to the hedge funds but that's right. the way it works right and in that sense we don't really have a true market and uh, there are things going on in the market which, which we can find quite constructive here uh, outside of the commitment of traders. And, um, and of course, we now have a rally here. I think that the, the tone for rate increases next year. It's theoretically two or three. I mean, that's hardly going to make a, a, a serious difference to somebody deciding that he wanted to own gold versus owning some bond, particularly when the bond yield didn't go up anyway. I mean, the ten years probably gone down. The, the five and two year, five years probably gone down. So, you know, it, gold is, is certainly not less attractive uh, post the rate, the theoretical rate increase, because we didn't really get much of a rate increase. So, uh, obviously, we're, we're in good shape here, and uh, maybe we'll get an exact repeat of uh, what happened. Uh, I think the last two December's, where we get a good rally in gold, and of course, a, an equally stunning rally in um, the share prices.
1: Eric, for the rest of our time this week, I want to turn to something that the good folks at Sprott Money began a couple of weeks back. They uh, tweeted out a hashtag that said Ask Eric Sprott on Twitter and said, hey, we'll take any feedback and we'll try to answer some of your questions each week. So I thought, you know what, this week, why don't we answer a couple of the questions that uh, folks have submitted. The first one just has to deal with with silver prices and the fact that uh, the primary source of silver mining still is as a byproduct of base metal mining. And so the one of the questions I saw was, uh, are these higher base metal prices leading to more base metal mining, which is then leading to more silver production just as that byproduct of that mining?
0: Uh, well, Craig, I haven't specifically looked at that, okay. i can't I can't tell you that I've gone to all the lead and zinc miners and the gold miners to see whether they're they're producing more uh, silver. Uh, I can say that uh, when I look at the uh, the yearly statistics that are put out by the Silver Institute and others, And uh, comments by people in the business, silver business, it would appear that silver supply is declining. Uh, So I think I think it's obvious that um, we're not seeing more production. In fact, you know, to change the production in the base metal business takes a long time. It's like any mine. I mean, my God, the average mine takes 10 years from the time you find it to get in the production. So I'm not so sure that they can just turn things around that quickly. And, of course, silver is a very small part, typically, of most of those uh, base metal operations. So I'd say, so far, we're okay. I haven't seen anything that would uh, be noteworthy. And, of course, um, if we could get something going in the precious metals here, I mean, the investment demand can so overwhelm um, the the marginal amount of supply around that anything that's going to happen in the base metal area would be quite insignificant if we could get investors back into the silver market. So... I think we're okay there.
1: And and you're right. When you were out a couple of weeks back, I spoke with Keith Newmeyer, and he projected that this year's global silver production might be as low as 800 million ounces, which would be a good 10% down from where it was a couple of years ago.
0: No, it went down last year, and it's, I think it'll be down again this year. And uh, you know, we ain't got to wait for the final numbers to come in. But it certainly appears so. And, of course, let's not forget, with the price of silver under $16, it's not as though the silver miners are rushing to bring things into production,
1: either. Right. And the other topic, Eric, is something we've discussed here the last couple of weeks, and a lot of folks wanting us to talk about it again. And it's, it's a challenging topic to discuss because the, the, the COMEX, the CME, the LBMA, they make their rules and their deliveries so opaque that it's almost impossible to get your hands on what's really going on there. But we've seen recently a massive surge in what are called exchanges for physical off of the COMEX. And when you started asking me about this a couple of weeks ago, I thought, well, I better start keeping track of this. Eric, let me lay something on you. In the last 15 market days, we're talking three weeks of market days, and it kind of coincides with the beginning of the December delivery period for COMEX Silver. We've had over 200,000 contracts of COMEX Gold shifted off the exchange, delivered, if you will, in what's called an exchange for physical through London or Hong Kong or someplace else. 200,000 contracts, as you know, Eric, is 20 million ounces of gold or about 600 metric tons allegedly shifted from the COMEX and delivered elsewhere. Uh, Eric, I'm just going to drop that there and let you pick up with it, and we'll kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. Well, Craig, it's a great thing to talk about because it's it's a, it's a nuance that's evolved on the Comex. I hadn't heard of it before, and i got to credit Harvey Organ with bringing it to my attention. Uh, but to put things into perspective, I think that the, uh, the dealer inventory of gold on the Comex is 28 tons. Yeah. So 600 tons gets shifted over to the LME, and the dealers have 28 tons. 600 tons also represents more than... 25 percent of the mining uh, that's done worldwide, excluding Russia and China, because they both don't export. So, the, and this is in the three-week period. I mean, that's just suggested. I mean, if you if you gave it uh, 12 weeks, it would represent all the mining that's done in a year. So, in essence, it's it's multiples of the amount of mining that's done, which is, defies any sense of logic. It's hard to and. It's hard to imagine anyone's actually going to receive that gold. And, in fact, uh, Ronan Manley has done some work on the supply of gold available to the LME. And I think his number was, what was it, uh, around 500 tons?
1: 858. Ronan Manley wrote, he wrote back in August, he did an exhaustive study, uh, on how much, you know, the LBMA said in March that they had almost 7,400, 7,500 metric tons on hand. But a lot of that is pledged. It's central bank gold. It's uh, the gold that allegedly black backs up the ETFs. He backed all that stuff out and said there were only 858 metric tons of gold stored in the LBMA that wasn't already, I guess, committed. Well, And we've seen right. 600 metric tons delivered in the last three weeks?
0: Well... We don't know about the delivered part.
1: Well, yeah, that's <laughs> we exactly the, right.
0: We know that the notice was shifted over to London. Uh, whether I rather doubt it was delivered. In fact, at the rate we're going, uh, between the eight hundred and fifty odd tons that they have and the six hundred tons that they've asked so far, I mean, the end of next week we, it could be eight hundred tons, right? At the rate right. we're going. So, like, I just you know, it's not going to be delivered. And I, I really, honestly, wish. Uh, that I could get a, a firm grip on exactly how this plays out. In fact, if anybody uh, wants to, uh, who has an expert opinion on this, they would they want to get a hold of us. To just contact us at Spot Money and tell us how this whole thing works out. Because it doesn't sound like uh, you know trying to get a square peg in a round hole. Uh, it, like it's just everyone's going to the same door at the same time and they can't get out. So it it looks like something's going on in the fiscal market. It's very difficult for you and I to say, well, how can you just shift 600 tons of physical demand to London? It just make, seems to make no sense. So, uh, but it, would be, it, it could be a generational thing happening that uh, we're going to spend more and more time trying to figure out exactly what's going on.
1: Yeah, it almost has to be unallocated gold, right, that they're taking delivery of. You and I have talked before. I, I told you the story that Andrew McGuire once told me that in the, in the LBMA vaults, there's just a blue line on the floor. And forklifts just take gold back and forth across the line, you know, whether it's allocated yeah. or unallocated. So this almost has to yeah. be unallocated gold. So, Eric, then why in the world would somebody or something buy a COMEX yeah. contract in New York and then take delivery yeah. of unallocated gold in London? It doesn't make any sense.
0: Uh, well, of course, there's one other part to it that has also not been defined. And apparently there is some fiat bonus thrown in there. So we don't know what that is, you know, but let's say some guy had a contract uh, to uh, buy gold at uh, 1250 and said, well, I can't deliver it to you, but here I'll give you an extra 25 bucks. Uh, go take it in London. Well, the guy might do that, right? Uh, particularly if they thought they were going to get it quickly, but between the analysis we've just done and the hearsay we have about how long it takes for delivery in London, I'm not so sure that you you'll get delivery in london right you you'll get a contract that says it's owed to you but when when you receive it it's a whole different story so i'd sure like to find out how those settlements are playing out i, I don't pretend at all to be an expert on the lme and it's probably tough to be an expert on the lme because as you say it's so opaque nobody knows knows what's really going on so if anybody can uh, can help us in this whether it's uh, emailing you at your website or sprod money uh, we'd love to uh, hear from somebody who's more familiar with this than we are
1: I'm going to throw one more log on the fire, too, Eric, because uh, anybody can research this stuff on the Internet, you know, in Google and try to learn there. And, and hardly anything's been written about it. I found one article written by Coos Jansen about a year ago that said you could also do these exchanges for physical uh, into, uh, get, and get metal out of Hong Kong. So there's oh. another potential angle. So we're now delivering 600 metric tons of what apparently must be Western gold through Hong Kong into China in the last three weeks? I mean, this is madness.
0: Yeah. Well, the sheer dimension of it. And again, yeah. when I say that the mining per year is 2200, ex-China, ex-Russia, and it, we're talking 600 tons in three weeks. I mean, this is, a, this is a, a very large square peg in a very small round hole here. I mean, the, the dimensions are shocking. And uh, I mean, we'd all love to find out that there's just this massive shortage of, gold and silver that's finally manifesting itself um, but we're not know. certain cause, because of the opaqueness of the the market over there but it sure reeks uh, of something uh, very very odd happening here
1: yeah and it, and one other option is you can actually EFP exchange for physical and they call your physical GLD shares and so oh, right. yeah. yeah and but again 600 metric tons the whole GLD allegedly holds only 840 so i'm just i'm at a loss yeah.
0: eric so, yeah. And, and every day it gets bigger, you know, Right. every day. I mean, the last time I read, read about a day, it was like almost 1800 contracts, sorry, 18,000 contracts. So that yeah. was, um, you know, 1.8 million ounces for God's sake. So it's, it's a gigantic development that's gone on. That's kind of so far gone a little under the radar screen, but is well worth, uh, us focusing more and more time on it, uh, as we have these calls
1: well we'll keep monitoring it and we'll keep watching uh but for now eric i think we got a call today so thank you so much for your time and uh, i look forward to talking to you again next week
0: hey craig all great to chat with you you have a good weekend
1: and everybody out there again thank you for listening i want to give you one last tip Uh, if you are buying metal sprout money will actually give you real allocated physical metal none of this lbma garbage uh, if you do own physical metal, you can store it at Sprott Money. And if you sign up to vault it there, you can actually get one month of free storage with free actual metal. So visit SprottMoney.com for more info. That wraps it up for us this week. Again, we'll talk to you again next Friday. But for now, from all of us from SprottMoney.com and Sprott News, thank you for listening and have a great weekend.